Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Welcome all you crazy cool families out there. We are continuing our topic on parent to God. That's you to God, if you're a parent. <laughs> and um, today I have Macy and Madeline with me, and we're going to just talk about what that looks like, um, how we as parents can show our kids what it looks like to have a relationship with God, because we get the first opportunity to do that. We get to show them our relationship, but we also get to, get to teach teach them how to have a relationship. And so we're just going to talk about it from how maybe I raised them a little bit. They're going to say some nice things and maybe not <laughs> nice things. And then Madeline's going to share a little bit about what she's doing right now with her three-year-old, her two-year-old, and her newborn, <laughs> how to connect them to God. Yeah. So, and one of my favorite key concepts, crazy cool phrases or things that we say is, it's God's intent and design for moms and dads to love God with all their hearts and to embody that relationship before their children's eyes. And that's kind of what we're going to unpack today is what does that very meaty sentence actually mean? How do you mm -hmm. embody your relationship with God right. for your kids? When you're there with them in the evenings, you're putting them to bed, you're with them at breakfast, you're sending them off to school, you're at their sporting events. Like, What does it mean to raise your kids up to know and to love Jesus and how to talk to him. So we're just going to kind of throw some questions out there and Malin's going to chime in. I'm going to chime in and mom's going to kind of give her perspective too. And then we'll hopefully share some practicals at the end as well. Perfect. And then the another um, key concept that we are going to be talking about is um, more, we can tell our kids all day long what a relationship with God looks like, but it's how we do it. It's our example. That's what's... Um, that's what's key, you know, yeah. when we provide that example with our kids. And so that's another key. Yeah. And the phrase we say, and you'll see a lot, is your example is more important than your instruction. Yeah. So what you're doing is often more important than what you're saying yeah. to your kids. And, and so that that's a perfect, that's a perfect um, thing for us parents who, who might not think we have the right words or we might not know how to direct them. Mm -hmm. We, we might hesitate. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say to direct them to the Lord. Okay. Love the Lord. Um, read God's word, listen to scripture. I mean, do some things like that and you do those things and then God is going to in turn, um, or that's going to be the example that your kids see. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. So we're just going to start with some of these questions and just kind of talk through them. And so first off, what did it look like just for us, mom, what do you remember from us growing up, how you helped us incorporate God into our everyday life or what were strategies or ways that you were influencing us to maybe hear and see God? Yeah, so I want to back up just a little bit and go back to my own childhood when I was a little girl. Um, I um, was not raised in a family that um, necessarily loved Jesus. I don't think they hated Jesus, but they didn't <laughs> talk much about him. Yeah. Um, and so I re remember thinking that one of the highest values that I wanted when I raised my own family was that they were not only going to know Jesus, but they were going to love Jesus and they were going to have a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. 
And so one of the things that I know that I did with you guys, and I mean, y'all can talk about remembering it too, is that I just included Jesus as one of us, (laughs) you know, it's Uh like, it was, it was the, it was the sisters. And then we added the brothers, but Jesus was there always along the way. You know, we talked to Jesus, we thanked Jesus, we included Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for this dinner, you know, thank you, Jesus, (laughs) for the sale at Old Navy. Thank you, Jesus, for, you know, the rainbow in the sky. And so I just, because I think a lot of the times, um, that because Jesus isn't right in front of our face, we have a hard time including the invisible. Yeah. And so to talk about the invisible, to invite the invisible, to thank the invisible makes the invisible not so invisible Yeah. or more visible. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. And I remember that I wrote that down in my notes too, of like, I have always known that talking to Jesus, talking to God, talking to Holy Spirit, whatever the person you want to give or present to your child, my whole life I've always known that I could talk to him. What an what a crazy like truth to grow up believing. And now that I'm older and I realize that a lot of people I know didn't know that. No one, no parent or no one introduced them to this truth of like, you were made in the image of God. You are loved by God. And because of that, solely those reasons alone you have access to god through jesus Mm -hmm. it is it is your birthright as a child of god and that was just so normal to me and so now that i'm 27 and i'm like still having conversations with god on a daily basis i I still get shocked sometimes because i'm like oh this is not normal (laughs) but it, it should be i mean i don't say that in like a harsh way i just as parents i feel like it's a it's a, such a privilege to get to introduce your kid in, at an early age to teach them to talk to Jesus. I, I'm sitting here laughing because I, I'm thinking of a time when y'all were little and I was putting you to bed and you're like, mommy, I want to talk or we want, I want to have got something more to tell you. And I remember saying, listen, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Talk to Jesus. You tell Jesus. <laughs> you tell Jesus all that. Should start using that. <laughs> he wants to hear all that. You just visit away with Jesus, you know? I love that. So. Uh, Okay, well, maybe you kind of shared a little bit about your upbringing. So maybe share a little bit about when did you start hearing God's voice and how did that empower you or inspire you to teach your kids? How did you teach us to hear yeah. God's voice? What yeah. did that look like? Um, you know what? I don't. I don't know if I have a specific. I don't know if I have a specific time when I when I heard God clearly knowing that it was God. But I do know that when I was a little girl, there was a plaque on my wall that said, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep it. And, and if I should die before I wake, may the Lord my soul to take, you know, it's a little bit cringy there toward the end. Um, but I remember like reading that. I mean, it was the closest thing I had to scripture being raised in the family that I was raised in. Mm-hmm. And so I remember reading that and feel, feeling God's wow. peace, wow. feeling his presence, feeling the Holy Spirit there. Yeah. And so that's, where I would say it started, but then being introduced to Jesus and my, you know, my salvation story, I was on a mission trip and, um, we, uh, the, they just said, do you believe in Jesus? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then I mean, and they're like, well, do you, 
Have you asked him into your heart? Have you realized that you're a sinner and walked through all of that? And it was foreign to me, Hmm. had never even been exposed to it, had no idea. And so to lay that all down there, and I feel like that that night, I just remember, you know, going to bed and just being giddy, you know, like (laughs) all the things like best Christmas, you know, best boyfriend. I mean, you know, you name it, best everything. And I just remember, I felt like that night, God was just downloading, you know, the the identity that you're talking about. I love you. You're a child. I've Mm -hmm. always, you know, I've always loved you. I'm so glad that you can hear me. So from there. And so now for you guys, um, you said the back end of that question. Did you say, well, how did I? Yeah. So how did you take that revelation or that process of hearing God for yourself? And how did you disciple that or teach that? Or show that to us because we said it like your example is more important than your instruction so how did you exemplify that because i would say growing up i always knew you had a relationship with god that you could talk to god like oftentimes i would ask you to talk to god and ask him questions and you'd be like no macy you can ask him questions you know and so like how did you train us or what were things that you maybe said or did that you can remember that kind of helped us understand oh we have access to god it's not just our mom has access to god yeah. it's we have it too well it's a, yeah it's so good it's a it's a tricky um a tricky concept because we can't really well i mean there might be some people that hear the audible voice of god but i i remember with each one of you at some point in time and macy i remember yours the most and i don't know Madeline, I don't know where you, like Madeline, I don't remember having the Madeline conversation with you. Madeline always heard God. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, and, and the, the funny story about Madeline is that she, to back up a little bit, she like was a, a very difficult infant. And I just remember thinking, oh, she didn't want to come to earth. <laughs> she was hanging she really out with Jesus heaven. in heaven. And she is like, are you kidding me? I'm stuck in this body and my tummy hurts. And this, I don't like this at all. And so when she decided that she was going to stay, then she became quite joyful. When she realized um, it was her only yeah, option to yeah. stay. <laughs> and so I do think that Madeline was a very faithful little girl, very articulate little girl. So even from the very beginning, I mean, I just, and Molly was what, four years older. So we had our, Molly was already versed in the Bible stories. And, yeah. I mean, that was one of the things is include God's life, you know, or the, his story, Jesus's life in your kids' lives. Yeah. They need to know, you know, what he did and where he went and how he, you know, the the old the, the New Testament for sure, but the Old Testament, that's his foundation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, and so then now fast forward to Macy and Macy's, oh my goodness, elementary school, middle school. I can't remember. But yeah. I just remember. Like eight, nine, ten. Somewhere yeah. In there. Yeah. We yeah. had pulled into the um, garage and she was, I was just like, babe, I think I probably said it to her a million times. Just ask God. And she was like, I don't know what God sounds like. I don't know. <laughs> I'm what weeping. It yeah. I'm so sad. <laughs> Because so much of my childhood was like so much fear, so much lies, so much insecurity. And that was the go-to in our family. It wasn't like, well, just eat less or work out more. (laughs) You know, like no one ever said that to me. They were so gracious. But it was like, well, what does God say about you? You know, like, and there were so many memories of trying to include God in things. And I just got to a breaking point where I was like, I don't know how to do that. Like you're all saying it like it's just something you came out of the womb with, you know? And I'm like, help me. I don't know what that means. And it was a really sweet moment because it was just. Well, and so then we went through and I just, I mean, and I've just taught this with so many kids and so many, so many girls. And when I've taught Bible studies and all that stuff, it's like the, 
it imagine what god's voice would sound like it would to me it seems like it would sound like the thunder and it would be terrifying <laughs> and so to have god speak to us audibly does not feel like that it would be a peaceful thing yeah. um and so i um so i said go back to the scripture where a still small voice he came out it wasn't in the wind it wasn't in the fire it was in the still small voice and i said so listen to the still small voice and then i said and and because jesus is in you because your body is the whole is is his temple then his voice is going to sound a lot like your voice yeah and so it's going to sound like the thoughts in your head and Macy's like, but I have bad thoughts. Like she was like, I had thoughts today about, you know, you know, one of the sisters. And I can't remember. What, I don't remember what it yeah. was, but I had bad thoughts about the sisters, you know, whatever. And, and she goes, that can't be God's voice. And I was like, good point. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> that's a good point. I said, you know what? That's a, that's it. I said, let's, let, let's learn to listen to the different voices in your head. Yeah. And so. Well, and I remember that part because then you started to say, okay, Macy, I want you to look at me. And I want you to think of something that you love about me. And I remember it came to my head instantly. And you were like, I was like, mom, I love your smile. You know, I, I can't remember exactly what I said at the time, but it came so quick. And you were like, okay, well, if every good and perfect thing comes from God, then that thought, it may have come through your mind, but it was put there by God. So give him the credit. Mm-hmm. He's the one wanting to encourage and find the good. That's a thought from God. That's good, yeah. And then I remember her saying, okay, now I want you to think about something bad about me. And the first thing that came to my head was like, her hair does not look great, you know? And I was like, I would never say that. Constant (laughs) battle. I was like, I would never say that to my mom. But you were like, it's okay. Like, you can say it. And I was like, well, my first thought was that your hair doesn't look great. And you were like, okay, so saying that is not the kindest thing. It's it's probably not from God. It's probably judgmental and harsh. And then you're just kind of like very elementary theology through my thoughts and help me sort them into those basically three categories of it's from God, give him the credit if it's encouraging good or uplifting or benefiting. If it's not, then it's not from God. And well, if it's, I mean, so there's specific, there's two voices that are not from God. And one is like the, if it's kill, still and destroy, if yeah. it's destructive, judgmental, if it's any of that, then you can go ahead and give Satan the credit for yeah, that. You know, assign that he's, it. Yeah, yeah, assign that because he doesn't want what's best. He doesn't He doesn't want to uplift. He doesn't want to encourage. He doesn't want to bring identity. He doesn't want to do any of that. That's and so, of God. Of yeah. God, yeah. And so anytime you stop and you say, God, I, um, you know, God, tell me who I am. And if there's something negative that comes in that you're ugly, you're fat, you're dumb, you're stupid, you're, you did this wrong. That's not from God, period. The end. That's not from God. That is not how God talks to us. It is not how he pursues us and it's not how he relates to us. And so I would put that in the, the Satan category, I mean, just to simplify it, the Satan category. And then there's a third category that I just throw in there. That's kind of a neutral category. He's like, I need to go to the bathroom, you know, <laughs> or I haven't brushed my teeth in three days, yeah. you know, and that's not I'm Satan, tired. But yeah, I'm tired or I need to eat something. I'm hungry. You know, yeah. I need to, or I, in, anyway, it's just maintenance. That's the maintenance well, voice. And I think recently I've learned the language of like, that's your humanity. Yes. Like there's even pieces of your humanity that the enemy will twist and right. there's pieces of your humanity that God is like wanting to teach you through he made you he formed you he like specifically made you human and so i think that third category is really it gets like really gray in the humanity category because we start giving a lot of the negative thoughts we start accrediting 
accrediting it to ourselves and being like, oh, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. And it's like, no, that's false accusation from the enemy. Right. That's not neutral. And so I think it's it was just so helpful finding the buckets because oftentimes I'll be like, okay, is this God? Is this enemy? Is this me? And that's a really easy way for me to categorize that inner voice, those inner thoughts, and help me conversate with God based on what's going on in my own head. Yeah, and one of the activities I've done before um, is – just take a timer and for one minute or three minutes, write down every single thought that comes into my head. And it's um, it's bizarre how f- vast and different they are. Yeah. You know, oh, well, I've got to do the laundry. I've got to clean the house. You know, I've got to, why hasn't my husband called me? You know, the girl, you know, just to go through the whole thing and then go back through with three different highlighters and highlight my God mm-hmm. thoughts in yellow. Mm-hmm. My, um, I would always do the, my, which what I would assign to Satan, my Satan thoughts in pink you know, cause it's kind of like red, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then my own thoughts is green, you know, it's kind of like maintenance, taking care of yeah. myself. And then I, w- I could look through that and I could see, oh, I am thinking a lot about myself mm-hmm. or the enemy has got hold of my thoughts in a very, mu- yeah. and, and, and a very skewed level. Or if most of the page was yellow, it was like, all right, Jesus, we are rocking it, you know, <laughs> way to go, way to be in my head. Yeah. I love that. Okay, Malin, chime in. Tell us a little bit about how you hear God and what that process was like growing up in our family. I feel like we kind of shared our my yeah. side of things, but what do you remember about learning to hear God's voice growing up? Um, about how specifically how mom showed me or how I learned myself. Yeah, how you learned. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Just, yeah, along the way, where, where'd you? I don't think, I think I don't, I don't remember, like AC said, ever not knowing Jesus or knowing his voice. And so I think that that has to, had to have come from y'all investing it in us. But I think there was actually a really significant switch for me somewhere in middle school or high school where I realized that spending time with him was crucial. And I don't know what that, I don't know what that looked like or how that looked for y'all when we were little. Now I know y'all do it very regularly. Like it's like part of your life. Like dad's always like, you know, calling dad. If you call dad anytime before seven, it's like, oh, we're just spending time with the Lord, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or, or like whatever, talking to him the other day about his, he got surgery on his finger and he was like, yeah, the first couple of days I was pretty out of it. And I really re- wished I would have spent more time with God, but I was, you know, on medicine or whatever. You know, like, Those okay. pain meds. Yeah. <laughs> Slowed him down. Anyway, all that to say is part of their lives regularly. I don't remember what it looked like when they were younger, but I do remember that being a really significant switch where I was like, could hear from God. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is, I'm not going to make it very far if I'm not actually setting aside time to hear from God. Um, and the other thing that I thought that was really significant about my childhood and hearing from God was what mom said, like how Molly was versed in the Bible stories. Like that was just part of our life to know mm-hmm. Bible stories. And I would say mom is not the best at recalling accurately the scripture <laughs> reference, but she is excellent at recalling the word of God. And so she would just include yeah. it into our lives without us even knowing it, like, or put Bible songs on like a, the NIV kids club singing the Bible or the best buddies. There's all these like little things that we listened to and that we watched yeah. and that Renewing were like in their minds. Yeah. They were like <laughs> infiltrating our thoughts. And so our minds without even meaning to, we're singing these little verses mm-hmm. or scriptures or whatever. And so we yeah. were, and so That's now true. it's even exciting because whenever I'm reading the word of God, I'm like taken back to moments of being a child. So saying all that to say, I don't ever remember not hearing the voice of God because I think it was so integrated into my life that 
my thoughts were thoughts of heaven or Jesus or scripture or the word of God because it was all I was exposed to for so many years at the beginning of my life. Yeah. Along the way. (laughs) Well, and I really do think that's something that I don't have kids yet, but I feel really passionate about is like, they're such a blank slate. Like they come in not knowing or understanding things other than their humanity. And so you're introducing them to so much. Why would we introduce, you know, witchcraft at the same time we introduce the Bible? It's like that just doesn't make sense for their little brains. You want their paradigm to be centered on the truth and then let everything else they're learning come through that. And I just think that that kind of transitions us perfectly into in this season, Madeline and mom, if you remember when you had littles, like what were some of the practical ways that Madeline right now that you're like equipping your kids to hear God for themselves? And mom, chime in if you remember any other practical ways, but any practical ways you're teaching Truett and Evie and baby Jules ways to hear (laughs) God or see God at their little stages of life? Yeah, um, I think going back to just spending time with God, that's one thing that we are doing. One of the ways that we are fostering our own parent-to-God relationship is by spending time with him personally every day. Mm-hmm. And I even I think I told Macy this just the other day. I was like, listen, you can never stop spending time with God. <laughs> no matter how busy you are or what's going on in your life, I like, even if you're like swamped, and I get it, moms being swamped. I have three very little kids, you know? Madeline said today, she was like, I give 140% every day. I just I <laughs> every, leave it all out there every, every day. Every day. <laughs> it's by seven o'clock. I am 140% wiped out, you know? <laughs> and so I get the like, where am I going to find space? But still, it's like spending time with God every single day. Um, so that they see that. Mm-hmm. And so we do that together. Like, well, I'll spend time with God and then I'll finish my time with God with them and we'll open up. Evie has a journal and True has a journal and they go and get it and we read a verse together and then I say, well, what do y'all think about it? Or what, what are y'all coloring on your page? Are you writing something thankful? And usually they say something ridiculous. Like, I'm like, what is God saying to you, True? And he said, God's saying I need to play basketball. And I say, amen. Like, maybe God really is saying that, you know? And so it's I'll a calling him, on your life. Yeah, I'll tell him, I'll say, amen, buddy. I think we should totally do that if that's what God spoke over your day. And then Evie, you know, I'll say, Evie, what's God saying to you? And she'll say, kitty cats. And I'm like, yes, I think we should go get your kitty cat and play with it because I think that's what God's saying over your day, you know? <laughs> Um, so just like including them in that has been one way that I've helped them hear God. Mm -hmm. Another way is that we pray a lot, like first, like whenever someone's sick or hurt in pain or whatever, before we go to Google to figure out what's wrong or before we put our oils on or call a doctor (laughs) or even call mom, um, we will just pray for that person. And that's been really fun and helpful. Um, because even the other day I was putting Everly to bed and I was praying for her because she was sick and she starts crying when I'm walking out of the room. I'm like, Evie, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she goes, True, it never prayed for me. I'm so sick. <laughs> and so we called True in there and he laid hands on her and he prayed for her and then she was fine when we left, you know, <laughs> but just teaching them that they can talk to God and he talks to them. Yeah. Um, has been something that we've been practically doing first, like before anything else, when someone's sick or whenever so we need a miracle, we just immediately ask God. Yeah. 
It's so good. Yeah, and what has been so sweet is that the Lord has faithfully answered so many mm-hmm. of Truett's prayers pretty much instantly. Yeah. I mean, just right away. Like so many stories of my foot hurts or, or my head or whatever that is, and you guys will so you many. guys will pray for it, and it, it's gone. Like I remember yeah. you having a headache. Truett, pray that I, my headache goes away, and yes. he does, and it did. It's, we, he is. We've seen so many people, be ourselves included, be healed in a minute. So crazy. Well, it even awesome. there was one time where he got his hand, like his wrist, like in the door yes. and that was his first response I was like oh my goodness buddy let me go get you ice and he was like no pray for healing <laughs> and I was like yes I am so challenged right now buddy I will pray for you <laughs> we have to share this story about what he prayed for pops when dad got his finger his surgery dad yeah I'm sure you'll hear it again from Don at some point in time on a podcast but it was just so so he got cute. he got a surgery and so we that morning we were spending time with God and we were like oh today's pop surgery let's pray for him so they say Father God so y'all called him so right? we called no or send him a voice memo you sent him okay. a voice memo and we said and he's true it's prayer was Father God please help pops and mind you I have a at this point like a six week old baby yeah. and so I just was had labor and delivery and all that <laughs> stuff so Father God please heal pops's finger help him to have no more contractions <laughs> and no bleeding and no bleeding. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, so we chuckle now that Pops during his surgery, hopefully he didn't have any big contractions during that surgery. No big bleeding. No big bleeding. That one actually applies. Though. That one did. So yeah, including prayer. And then um, the other thing that we've done to help them hear God is just surrounded them with people and friends and community mm-hmm. that hears God. Yeah. The church, like we just have yeah. committed. And mom and dad did this excellently. That's another way they helped us hear God is we were discipled by people all growing up, invested in, and our friends, we we're, we're predominantly people who were sharpening us to know Jesus yeah. better. Um, and so we were in the local church. We were committed to the local church. And so that's something that we have decided for our family too, that they're going to be like churches, like Sunday morning we go to church. That's like not, that's not an option. You know, yeah. that's part of our life. So we spend time with God and we go to church. Yeah. One of the, it just reminded me of the program Awanas yes. that we had you guys in. I don't even know if it exists I, I, anymore. I probably has to somewhere. It's some, but you know, but if you've Should got, if back. you've got access to it, you know, or anything like it, I highly recommend it because they all, you guys just memorize so much scripture. Yeah. Ideally, I would like to say that we were that family that got up at 7 a.m. every morning and had a devotional. <laughs> yeah. But Dad, tried. We tried. Dad tried. Dad tried. Dad tried. Dad tried. Many Dad times. tried. But it was, yeah, we, not, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Here's just a couple that I remember from our childhood was, I feel like we prayed and thanked God on a pretty regular basis, whether it was in passing or specifically before meals. Um, and even something that Madeline and uh, Larry do with their kids is they just say, what's one thing you're really thankful for? So oftentimes if mm-hmm. I'm watching True and Evie and they're, you know, not being the most pleasant kids in the world, I'll stop and I'll be like, guys, like, let's be thankful. Let's stop and ask God and tell God what are some things that we can be thankful for or things we are thankful for. Food, clothes, meals, any time of day, I think is a time where you can like flip mm-hmm. your heart to be gracious and well, and along with that, I, and I can think of, you know, I'm a school teacher at heart. And so I had projects along the way. And so I remember us having a tree one time and we wrote things we were thankful for on the mm-hmm. leaves yep. or presents. We had a Christmas tree that was in, we wrote little things we were thankful for on the little Christmas trees under, I mean, little, you know, paper Christmas trees. And, and I still have the one that's, that, um, we took a rock and we wrote the things oh, yeah. we were thankful for. And it's so fun. I was just cleaning it the other day and it, it's very locked into a certain season. And 
mm-hmm. so they're like, mm-hmm. you know, what one of you guys wrote, you know, that, you know, for my English class, not to be too difficult. I'm sure that was one of your senior <laughs> Englishes. I don't know, yeah. but just specifically um, locked in. And so to just have those um, time periods where you do pull your family together yeah. and you um, are grateful. Well, and just being grateful. Thankfulness is essentially giving God credit. Like, yeah. God, you did this. We're going to give you the credit. Like you showed up. It's like all those prayers you pray and they do get answered. Those are reasons to thank God. And so it's like, how will kids know that God did all of that if we don't stop and take the time to thank him for mm-hmm. it, to like recognize what God's doing? So it's a really practical way. Madeline mentioned this, but just sharing with your kids why you go to church. What What's the point of being involved in the local church and why we read the Bible? Why are those stories important? Mm-hmm. It creates a connection to the heart of God, but also to the people of God. We're not just out here on an island following God on our own and we're the one family in our whole neighborhood that's trying to do it. It's like, no, we're like connected to a people. This is important. You have a family. Yeah. Um, and just like being faithful to go to church is another mm-hmm. practical way that yeah. parents can show their kids God. Um, one that really captivated my heart from a young age was freely worshiping. I have memories of us in our worship center, really young age, and I would watch mom and dad for all of worship. And I would watch mm-hmm. them worship and I would watch them sing. And somewhere in my brain, it was like, this is how we love God, is by worshiping him, by holding my hands out, by singing mm-hmm. the songs. And it's like, yeah, there's a lot of ways to express your love for God, but something happens in us when we choose to worship. And I think for a lot of people, they they miss that part of loving God and growing up loving God is they they miss the connection with him as a worshiper. It's like it's clear in scripture that we are worshipers. It's just a matter of what we're worshiping on a minute by minute mm. basis. And so parents modeling worship for their kids so powerful to connect them to the heart of God. Yeah, and I want to say something there as well along the way is that um, you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so as moms, we constantly need the Lord's strength, you know, <laughs> is in patience and peace and all of peace and all of that. But we want that strength to look like joy. You know, mm-hmm. Madeline, this is one of the most joyful mothers mm-hmm. that they're that they're ever ever I have ever seen. But um along the way I keep thinking about when like somewhere I picked up that there's when there's a song in your heart you know that's when you're happy and I found that I would sing and if and if I was sad it would be a sad song and if I was happy it would be a happy song and I can't sing guys I mean I have a, a terrible terrible like Macy is a beautiful worshiper I don't it was God's gift to give me a worshiper I mean worshiper um Macy Madeline's a beautiful worshiper too but Macy like stands up on stage and worships anyway all that to say is that um by all means worship in church, but also worship at home and sing the songs, you know, Jesus loves me or Jesus loves the flowers or, you know, just, I make up silly songs all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, and Mm -hmm. I really forgot that I did that until the grandbabies came along (laughs) and I started singing them again. Like they all just came rushing back all the silly songs. And so, and just going back on that same note, just including worship music in your home. From is the, an ad, is an atmosphere changer. Yeah, if totally. the if you're out of control and it's crazy and you put a worship song on. And so we have an like we have an Alexa and so every morning we wake <laughs> up and I say Alexa turn on worship music. Turn on praise and worship music every morning. It's like one of the first things I do when I'm in the kitchen. Get the kids out of bed, Alexa, turn on praise and worship music. Yeah. And it's and if you come to my house, 
really any time during the day, that's what you'll hear. Yeah. And we have some boundaries because the kids, they do like to listen to the farmer in the Dell. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I, I introduced him to yeah. that. The Paw Patrol songs. To Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there are some songs that are not Jesus songs. And we have some boundaries. They do not get to listen to songs that are not Jesus songs before lunchtime. And they asked me, the true asked me the other day, he said, Mom, why? Why can't we listen to, I think you want, they wanted to listen to the farm in the dale. Why can't we listen to the farm in the dale before lunch? <laughs> and I said, because my spirit is not, is not saturated in enough Jesus to hear anything but giving him praise yet. Yeah, and so he said good. something like, what's saturated? You know? And I said, <laughs> exactly. I said, soaking wet. I said, I need Jesus to soak me all the way wet. I need to be soaking wet with Jesus and his word and his truth and yeah. his songs before I'm ready to handle the farmer in the dell. <laughs> I like said that. And he like, I was like, okay. Because the joy will not be. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I listened to it 4,000 times already. <laughs> the nurse takes the cat. <laughs> the cheese stands alone. Yes, That's the one they love the most. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so all of that to say, like including worship music in your home is another really sweet way to to help your own spirit like it is yeah. it's yes it's for them yes it's an example yes it's modeling but like if you're waking up and listening to country love songs trust me your spirit's gonna feel different than if you're like <laughs> listening to gratitude or whatever yeah. the songs yeah, are, yeah. That are so good. That's so well good. and talk about setting up your kids paradigm or their view of the world like songs literally get absorbed into our brains and uh-huh. once we know the lyrics we know them forever mm-hmm. so it's like mm-hmm. if you want your kids to know truth find a worship you know album or playlist or artist that you love and download that into your kids hearts and into your kids minds like that's a way for them to know god and connect with god in such a deep way and you have you have the whole you have all the control in that you control what music you play in your car you control what music you play in your house and up till a certain age you control like basically everything your kids listen to Mm -hmm. and so why would you not expose them to that before they get a hold of the things of the world. Yeah, one of the things that Madeline does too is if they're going across town and they're going to be in the car for 20, 30 minutes, then she'll say, what worship song do you want to listen to? Mm-hmm. I mean, and her three-year-old can rattle off several. Yeah. And her two-year-old knows, you know, the you know, yeah, honey and the rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's, seriously, it's like incredible. So she's got this, she, she can just play those for them as yeah. they're... And it's fun for them to know and to learn new yes. songs and run around the house singing Hail, yes. hail, Lion of Judah yes. at the top of their lungs. <laughs> exactly. Well, and then they'll come in church if, for whatever reason, they want to stay for worship. I usually, like, let them, and they'll sing, oh, there's, we're singing Waymaker this morning? Yes. Or, oh, and Macy leads worship at our church, and so they'll be like, oh, Maymay's singing a song we know, and so that's even more fun. They get to make connections of experiencing God in the car or at our house or yeah. whenever we're at church, and so that's yeah. fun for them, too. Love and that. that's, I love that. I'm glad that you brought that up too, because that is one of the things that we for sure did when it came to bringing uh, or going to church is any child that wanted to come in with us to the big surface. Yeah. We, I let him, yeah. I mean, yeah. I let you guys, I didn't ever make you go to the kids. I let you, I mean, of course we, you got to sit still, you got to listen, quiet, you got to yeah. be quiet, you know? Yeah. And so, well, and even that I think exposed us to like note taking and journaling at a pretty early age, because that's what you would say. You'd say, bring your journal, bring your Bible, because we're like listening listening to the word of God, we're listening to mm-hmm. our pastor preach. And so that's what we're doing in big church. You can go play and go learn, go, you know. Yeah, you have options, yeah. but this is what the but big church is, looks like. These yeah, are the and you don't get to run all over me in big church and be loud and interrupting. Yeah. It's like there's there's a culture that you get to set, but it, it is an option, which is, it makes little kids especially be like, oh, I get to sit in big church. You know, like they <laughs> exactly. get really excited and want to act, you know, appropriately, which is great. Love it. I think there's a lot of practical ways hopefully parents took away from this. And our heart is really what we said at the beginning is like it is God's intent and his design for moms and dads 
to show their kids what look what what talking and what walking with God really looks like and it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth it to expose your kids to Jesus. It doesn't it matters to do it at an early age, but we just encourage you parents that whatever season you're in, just start doing it mm-hmm. now in these mm-hmm. little ways of playing worship music and thanking God and and singing those songs of your heart, like being faithful, being a family that commits to the local church. Um just spending time with him every day. Yeah, being with him and, and modeling that for your kids. Like I remember there was this girl that I was walking with a couple years ago and she said that every morning she would walk downstairs and sit at her kitchen table and spend time with God. And one morning her mom walked out and said, how long have you been doing this? I do this every morning in my room. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that you were doing it. And from that day forward, they like met in the mornings and spent time together at the kitchen table. And eventually their dad saw her dad saw them doing it, so her dad joined them. So there was like whole months that I was. I so knew the her. family diva that we always yeah, wanted they never did it. had. Yeah, they accomplished it. <laughs> they would wake up and they'd read their Bibles and they'd journal and then they'd get their coffee and they'd go on for their day. You know, it just Love became it. this like thing in their family that once one person started doing it, it created a culture that other mm-hmm. people felt mm-hmm. free to do it as well. And I just encourage parents like you set the culture in mm-hmm. your home, and so start mm-hmm. introducing and being that example of like showing your kids Jesus, I think at any age Mm -hmm. they could get deposits of who God is, how much he loves them and that he really does want to connect and talk to them. So any closing thoughts? Yep. I would say just that, just like the parent to God relationship. The most important thing is that you set aside time to meet with him every day and don't, and then include your kids as much as you can. And what it's going to do is it's going to knock you off track and it's going to be a little bit frustrating. It might not be as focused as you initially planned, but including them as much as you can in any of your Jesus related things is really helpful. Yeah. That means you might have to listen to hail, hail lion of Judah (laughs) 5,000 times, but that is better than the farmer in the Dell. I promise you. (laughs) And then I just want to, you know, for those of you that are thinking, oh my goodness, how in the world can I do that? How can I spend time? How can I spend an hour with God a day with, you know, three small children? And and I just want to encourage you to just get your Bible out, get your journal out. And you might only get one verse read. You might only get three words. You might, you might have to sit them all down and say, I'm going to read this verse out loud to you. I just want to give you permission to get creative Mm -hmm. and to just relax because it's not your not having a Bible study. You're <laughs> meeting with the creator of the universe who has given you a love letter. Yeah. And any word that you read in that love letter is going to bless your soul. And yes. that's what you're going for. You're yeah. going to have your soul fed. Yeah. And so by all means, if you get an hour Bible study in, great. Y'all should see my journal. <laughs> Literally about every three pages, it's just like I'm in the middle of a thought and it just goes blank. It's like, it's like, <laughs> Lord help me. Nothing. <laughs> like that's just it. That's all it says. And then it's like, underlined and bold with yeah. exclamation points. Cover the rest. Yeah, there's like a one, like literally today there's one that says Proverbs 16, and that's all the whole page says. Like I was gonna get to something. I know there was truth in there somewhere, but all we got to was Proverbs 16. So be okay with that, like she's saying. Like, and because God's okay with that, He yeah. is He is um, tender to those with young. It says in scriptures, you know, He is He sees you, He knows you, and so really. Just look for him. Yeah. Just look to him and he will he will sustain yeah. you. He will feed you. So yeah. it reminds me of the book. I think we have this on our resource page on Basecamp, but it's The Practice of the Presence of God mm-hmm. by Brother Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And it's just this monk essentially that has mastered 
being with God. And I think in whatever parenting season you're in, make that like a priority is to master being with God and making time for him and watch how that overflows into your home and into your family. Because that's the goal you want. If you want your kids to know and love Jesus, lead by example. Don't just tell them to go to church. Don't just tell them that they should listen to worship music and not trash music. You know, just like be an example instead of just being an instructor and and be with God. It's the best thing you can do for your whole life is to have a strong relationship with God. So we love you parents. Uh, Have a great rest of your day and check out all the resources on our Connect page. And as always, join Basecamp. There's all kinds of resources to help you strengthen your parent to God relational line. And it's completely free. We made it all accessible to you. Um, Just go to basecamp.crazycoolfamily.com. And we hope to hear from you. You can always ask questions to us uh, by emailing podcast at crazycoolfamily.com. So we love you guys. Go be crazy. Crazycoolfamily.com. Hey, this is Jeff Zog from the Dad Awesome Podcast. I love the Crazy Cool Family. And specifically, I hopped into Basecamp. All of these resources, the video resources, the specific guides that let me put the names of my daughters and my wife and just showing me visually, hey, am I making progress? What areas can I attend more to? So I'm so thankful. I want to encourage you guys to hop into Basecamp, sign up, dive into those first intro videos. It's been so helpful for my family.